<laughs> Kyrie out there tripping, shot in. Flat Earth Kyrie, two yeah. suns, Kyrie. The moon is really a sun. Oh man. It's my shoe and I do what I want to. It's my shoe and I'm a three, two, one. So break down your definition of thorough again. Thorough is one that is consistent in being a good individual and has good intent and has a great work ethic that doesn't tolerate no bullshit um, and that wants to be the best at what they do. Yeah. Look. Either I'm scoring like Kobe or assisting like Magic Off the shit that I mastered If it wasn't mine, I killed the feature in sinister fashion It ain't an option, I'm black and my shit is trendy See the vulture steady jocking my black skin I'm in the pocket like chapstick This for my good kids that's in the bad shit Used to hate them college kids who used to front like they didn't have shit That shit is just backwards They killing their honorable sides who can kill them the fastest For him in the casket These raps is cool but at minimum average The third trilogy gave me a hat trick That shit is a classic If you know, you know where you folded homie This shit is a pamphlet oh. So particular topics that ain't a definitive process So run your race, don't compare yourself to a nigga that's popping Straight to the source, we ain't feeling the gossip We look at niggas in their eyes when we shake Dog, you dealing with bosses This left field, the best group in the city And I ain't throwing shots, but if the shoe fits Then I hope that you get it Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to part two of episode 17 Where we get into some news around the league We're going to talk about the NBA, NFL NCAA football, there were some major moves in uh, Major League Baseball. The Olympics is still going on, as well as we're going to talk about some HBCU news, news around the culture. First off, we're going to get into the NBA. Of course, as you guys know, the NBA draft uh, has just happened. Uh, It was actually more about who was traded than who was drafted. Uh, Draft night. There was a lot of wheeling and dealing going on. So we're going to do a quick uh, summary of what happened. Of course, everybody knows the major news is what? Russell Westbrook to L.A. for Kuzma, Harrell, and KCP to Washington. So now you have a big three of LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis. And who I, don't know who else, who, I don't know who else you go going to put there. Because uh, allegedly they said they're not done yet, though. But Where? Right? In what world? In World War, <laughs> man, <laughs> they ain't got nothing else. But man, there was also some other moves. Rick, Ricky Rubio left uh, Minnesota and was traded to Cleveland for money. Landry Shamet, another under the table signing from Brooklyn to Phoenix, and there were a couple other moves, smaller moves. But let's let's talk about this Westbrook to LA move. What does this mean for L.A.? And what does this mean for Washington? Let's start with L.A. What does this mean for L.A.? Who going to shoot on this team? <laughs> That's a legit question. I am laughing because I ain't got no answer. <laughs> I, mean, I love LeBron. I think he's the second best player of all time. Mm-hmm. But that mid-range comes and goes. Because he be trying to he be trying to prove everybody else that I can shoot threes like Steph. I, he's like one of those guys, I can do it if I wanted to. Remember when he said that, when he was like, when KD won MVP, and he was like, uh, I can win scoring titles if I wanted to. Like, that was the only time I thought, not the only time, that was one of his most arrogant moments. So he's one of those, like, I can do it if I wanted to, instead of just doing what works. But go ahead. 
So, yeah, I don't understand who's going to dribble the ball, and I don't understand who's going to shoot the ball. Um, I don't think that this is a great pick um, for, for – I don't think this is a great trade for a few different reasons. Um, Westbrook ain't really the healthiest. Um, LeBron is getting up there in age. I'm not sure how healthy he's going to be going forward. And Anthony Davis is always hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody else on this team – Borderline shooter should not be in the NBA. Um, uh, THT is pretty good. THT is not that good. The only reason <laughs> people believe the THT is good is because LeBron told you so. Outside ah. of that, no one has ever cared about THT, TNT, DMT. I hate that. That's the only reason people believe Caruso is good. Boy, Cause, cause LeBron, and you see what happened? They replaced Caruso <laughs> with Matt Wait. McClung. Same person. Uh, we get we get somebody <laughs> else to do the same thing you doing, buddy. Yep, you know, that drives me nuts because every week it's people on the, on TV talking about how good THT and Caruso are. Well, I bet you need it. Well, THT maybe Caruso ain't going back to the Lakers. Not a chance. <laughs> THT is on a contract, but yeah, Caruso's out of there. So one thing I do, I wanted to point out that I did not know was what does this mean for Washington? So now Washington has Bradley Beal, who is just a glutton for punishment, and they have Kuzma, Harrell, uh, and KCP, as well as they already have Rui Hachimura, who's balling in the Olympics. Um, they have a couple other pieces. I think Kyle Kuzma... For all of the self-checking that he does, that he did, Kyle Kuzma actually didn't have a bad season. That's not the issue in Washington right now. <laughs> issue in Washington right now is everybody plays the same position. So unless you roll out a team with five um, four, straight fours, then, yeah, this team doesn't make a ton of sense right now. Uh, hold on one second here while I pull up the depth chart so we can laugh at how – yeah. <laughs> um, so while you do that, I didn't know that Kuzma was actually played out of position this year. So, you know, Kuzma is a stretch four, right? He's a legit stretch four. He's what, six nine? Yeah, yeah he's six nine. So Just he like everybody else on the Wizards. <laughs> so he doesn't, he's always played a stretch four. So when he had those couple of good years where he was averaging 13, 15, 13 and 15 points before LeBron got there, he was playing a power forward position this year. They put him at the three and he got exposed against guys that were more athletic and faster than him, but he still shot 45% from the field and 36% from three. That's not bad. He just had so many Shaq in the fool moments. You pulled up his stats. Yeah. So my thing is, all right. So number one, you have Kyle Kuzma who's six, nine. Then you have Davis Bertans, who's 16, but he's a stretch four. You drafted Corey Kispert, who's 6'7", but he's supposed to be another three or four. Then you also have Montrez Harold, and you have Denny Avizia, and these are they, they all do the same thing. I now, forgot about Denny because he got it, hurt. Exactly. But you don't have anybody to dribble the ball. Basically, the ball is going to inbound itself um, <laughs> I would as, I would assume that Bradley Beal is going to come down there and just shoot 
everything. Uh, Ish Smith is the <laughs> Ish Smith is the starting point guard. Or Raul Neto. All of these don't work. Um, <laughs> this that's bad, man. It is bad, but you know. Oh, and is. and don't forget about Rui. Yeah, he's six eight. Six eight, six eight, six eight, six eight, six nine, six ten, six eight, six seven. Wow. Six three six one. Shout out <laughs> to your team makeup. Your general manager is nailing it, Wizards. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 he is. So you you know who you know what? You know who used to be that way? The Phoenix Suns. Yep. They used to have 85 power forwards. And I was like, bro, how are everybody gonna play at the same time? Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't understand the Wizards team set up at this point. Uh, maybe they have a plan. Maybe they don't. Uh, um, not my problem. Yeah, yeah. What did the you, Lakers? It, it surely looks stupid to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It does. So we talked about the other, the other uh, free agency. I'm sorry, free agency. The other draft day signings or draft night signings. Uh, Shout out to Montbird Academy out there in Florida. They actually had four players drafted into the draft this year, into the NBA draft this year, which actually is history-making for one high school. They had Kay Cunningham, who was drafted number one overall, Scotty Barnes, Moses Moody, and Dayron Sharp. That is really impressive. I want to say in the past – you know, they're one of those, I think one of those private school basketball institutions type things that we talked about, like with IMG and all of them, because I think D'Angelo Russell played there with Ben Simmons um, for a year. So they've been pushing out talent for a long time, but to push out four first round picks, and I think most of them were in the lottery, uh, is, is very impressive. Shout out to Mount Bird Academy. I hope I'm saying it right. If I'm not, I'm sorry. Yeah, four first round picks. So somebody over there deserves a raise, and I'm sure they're gonna get it here momentarily. I about to say they're gonna get the raise, whether it's gonna be the school or the players that give big, it to them. But <laughs> big bucks, no whammies. Yeah, oh, my man. money, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So our next topic, man. Of course, after the draft, what comes after the draft in the sports calendar, ladies and gentlemen? Free agency begins. And this free agency, we already talked about John Collins in our ATL segment. This one's about to be a doozy. So just breaking news today, an hour before we started, Kawhi Leonard and CP3 turned down their extensions, uh, their their turned down their options and decided to be free agents in hopes of landing a long-term, more lucrative deal. Now, I, by my estimation, what I understand in this situation is – the, both of these guys will probably be back with their teams. This mm-hmm. just allows them to uh, renegotiate their deals. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kawhi, Kawhi is not going to sign a, a, a four year deal. You know, he has the option. I mean, he has the ability oh, yeah, to sign yeah, a four year deal, but he's not. I don't think so. Going back to one plus ones. Yeah, because if he signs a four year deal, he gets the what the one forty, one fifty, or something like that. Yeah. But if he does one plus one and becomes a free agent and. 2022 he signs he could have the potential to sign a five-year 235 million dollar contract that shit made my voice quiver five year 235 i don't know what's i don't know what to do with Kawhi. i i like him he's good when he's good but 
he's kind of fallen into that Kimba category to me where I don't get enough from you for you to get to show me your value. I do think that the San Antonio Spurs owe that man a massive apology. Um, cause yeah, clearly, he really was hurt. <laughs> yeah, like the man has been hurt clearly his entire career. And they're like, nah, you're good. Walk it off, fam. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah. Trade. Yeah, we got we to gotta do a little bit better of uh, taking care of players' health in situations like that. This is extremely evident. And I don't and think leaving the player. I don't, I don't think a lot of times uh, people ever go back and after situations are over, reassess and be like, you know what? Maybe you owe that guy an apology. San Antonio, you owe that man an apology. Yeah, owe that man an apology. Another big, uh, we talked about Chris, another big person that uh, opted out of their extension was Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. Chris Paul turned out $44 million. But this is this is all a massive setup by the president of the Players Association. He created mm-hmm. this contract. He knew, you know, he knew he was going to opt out of this and re-up here. Um, if I'm the Phoenix Suns, I'm probably not paying him what he's asking for anymore because Russ has gone to LA. Um, I think that oh, that, yeah. that was a big chip for him. Was I can go to LA if you guys don't want to. Um, you don't want to play ball with the money that I got. Now there are fewer teams with with options to win outside of maybe maybe the Celtics um, as as possible contenders. No, no, or I'm talking. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about places Chris Paul can basically go and be like, all right, well, if I go here, we basically are contenders immediately. I, I can see that maybe in uh, Miami. But he's not going to Miami because, well, I, that was my next point. I don't think he's going to go to Miami either. I mean, it's to me, it's Phoenix, maybe a Clippers reunion. Do you really want to go back? Do you, yeah, no, you don't. You yeah, don't. at this point, like, you don't the want Knicks, to, The Knicks, but you're not going to be a contender. You definitely don't want to go back to the Clippers and then be stuck there next to Russ and Shaq. I mean, not Shaq. And be, be stuck there next to Russ. AD and LeBron and they win one and, and you back in the Clippers jersey watching the Lakers win again. So you don't want to do that. that. Yeah. So I don't think that there are that many options or places he can go. I think that, you know, and of what course. About a, what about a sign and trade for Ben Simmons? He goes to Philly. That's nobody's talked about that one. And that, that could be a problem. Well, Him right and then beat Elijah one. Now that you bring that up, that is that does seem that would help <laughs> the Sixers. If you had his contract was crazy. You would have a facilitator, and then you could just leave him beat in the in the post by himself. Um, and then you put Ben Simmons on the Phoenix Suns, and they become a defensive nightmare. Yep, mm. and everybody else can shoot. So yep. Ben Ben can be the one liability you have. Nope. Don't I don't hate that. I think that that's not bad. <laughs> that's a pretty good. Yeah, I, I, nobody talked about it. That literally just came off the top of my head, ladies and gentlemen. So that that may happen. That may happen. But the whole money part, I don't know if that works. But no, nah, yeah, that's why I say sign and trade. The money part would have to. I would guess you could to, just uh, match up the contract, whatever. Yeah, that's what you could do. But uh, of course, that's that's really all the news we got for free agency right now. Uh, oh, there's a lot of 
One more thing. I think that the Lakers definitely should have took the Buddy Hill deal instead of the, the uh, Russell Westbrook deal. I think I think the Lakers would have been able to sign other people if they had signed Buddy Hill. Yes, because now they have no depth either. Um, nope. But, you know, there's other rumors going around that could be a banana boat reunion with uh, um, Carmelo Anthony, who may sign with the Lakers, which everybody thought was going to happen anyway. A couple other moves, Lonzo Ball, looks like he may be back in New Orleans, Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, there's a lot of free agents out there. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan may end up going somewhere. They don't know. They already had a talk with LeBron, big, the big tamper, tampering. Um, uh, they already had a then, talk with LeBron. But... And then Bron brokers all these deals, and then people don't want to hold LeBron accountable for when their team suck. Like, he <laughs> set this deal up two weeks ago. Yep. So if if you're going to give him all this credit, you also have to hold him accountable for all the teams that he's kind of blown up. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And then of course, Boston, uh, shit in the bed with Evan Fournier as normal. So, uh, but also Evan Fournier wanted $20 million a year, which Shout was just out to Boston. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new thing. Bostoning. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Right. So, uh, wow. that's really <laughs> how did they let this team just implode? Dan- this is Danny. You know what? This is what happens when you rob people. Yep. You rob them people, and it ain't never been the same. Especially when they know that you're the robber, they conspire against you now. But you know, it is what it is. Moving on in our NBA around the league segment, we got a couple other things we want to talk about. Obama has joined. Uh, the team or join the leadership for NBA's initiative in Africa. Uh, they've had a huge jump in uh, African talent in the league. Uh, I mean, if you look at the finals MVP, everybody talks about he's the Greek freak. Yes, he's Greek. But he's actually Nigerian. So, um, and his family immigrated to Greece. So there's a huge initiative for, getting the athletes in Africa to be seen. And Obama is now on the board. I don't think you could go wrong with adding Obama to any initiative that you have going forward. What's your thoughts on this, man? I would add Obama as a beneficiary on my insurance if I could. (laughs) There's not anything. Hey, Barry, you want to come over and be a part of this NBA Africa? Sure, sure. I would love to have you, President Obama. Um, you got Joe that job. Uh. Right. And and for those that don't know or don't remember, you know, Obama's father is from Kenya. So uh, he already has a connection to Africa, a personal connection. And he is actually joined as a strategic partner and minority owner of NBA Africa. And any profits from the new entity will fund the Obama Foundation Youth and Leadership Programs across Africa. So he's doing good in the neighborhood with all of his initiatives and all of his uh, recent responsibilities for NBA Africa. And I, th- I think it's wonderful. Always good to bet on Barry. Bet on Barry. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, We've come to the end of our basketball segment. Let's get into some football. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our football segment around the league of NFL and NCAA football. We got some few things we want to talk about when it comes to the NFL and what's been going on in the offseason. We have Chandler Jones first. I guess we can get that out the way. Chandler Jones is a defensive end that plays for the Arizona Cardinals. He is in that tweener age of like 31 to where you're not old, but you're not young. So this is where you got to get your contract. You said what age were you young and you not old? That football tweener age, 31. Oh, I thought you called me old. I had to make sure. <laughs> that boy, you gave me that look like. Uh, Wait, you is, look like... Excuse me, say what? <laughs> like you heard a five-year-old curse for the first time. Yeah. No, that's how you looked at me. Like, wait a minute. Nah. Like, I did the no, lead. You... Whoa, whoa, player. <laughs> nah, she's not nah, going to Who old? You old, brother. Nah, but yeah, like Chandler Jones is 31 years old. He's 6'5". He's 260 pounds. Last year, well, of course, it was COVID year last year, so he didn't really have a, a crazy season. But in 2019, he had 19 sacks. In 2018, he had 13 sacks. 2017, he had 17 sacks. Like, ever since he's gotten to Arizona, he has been balling. Before, when he was in New England, he was balling. And now, Arizona just signed, like, they've had – Arizona has made the best moves during and off season this year and last year with signing DeAndre Hopkins or trading for DeAndre Hopkins, signing J.J. Watt, amongst various other moves, with those two being the main ones, and having Kyler Murray as quarterback, they had a chance to have a scary defensive line with those two. It's, it's kind of odd that he wants out, but I guess he really wants more money too. So what's your thoughts on this man? Where does he end up? Do you think he comes back to Arizona? Do you think they pay him? or I don't know. Like. I don't understand why you, you're doing this right now. And, of course, we don't know everything. But the team seems to be kind of decently put together for you guys to at least be relatively competitive. Like, you're I not. I think he a, wants a new contract. His, this mean, is last year, his contract. He's got uh, one year, $15 million, and he's an unrestricted free agent at the age of 32. So he wants an extension. He wants to guarantee money. And that's why I said he's in that age of at 31 as a pass rusher, you know, pass rushers and running backs fall off a cliff. Yep. Do you want, do you sign him to three more years? If you sign him to three more years, it's going to cost you 15, 16, 17, $18 million. Or do you let him go? You want to know what I do, Reggie? I play hardball. You don't want to <laughs> play sit out a year. You are only going to be a year older. Not me. I mean, and, just, I'm, a, and yeah. I'm gonna recover most of my money because I'm gonna it, find you exactly. So I'm gonna recover my money. I hate. I would hate for you not to be a part of this team. But if if that's the way you signed the contract and you knew what it was, yeah, you, you took the money when we was paying you before. So yeah, yeah, I'm playing hardball with him, and I'll make him sit a year. But I don't think he'll sit. No, no, they're going to end up trading him because if if for if what? he's uh, for something, somebody needs pass. We need pass rushing. I mean, we not we don't have to trade, but somebody Reg, needs pass Reggie, rushing. Reggie, we will still be undefeated through the first ten weeks of the season. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie. I know y'all be listening to the podcast. Uh, I, man, I, before we even get this edited, people will be texting me. Oh, so y'all could be undefeated through the first 10 weeks of the season. That's a joke. 
It's a joke. Uh, it's a joke. Josh, we the big semantic. Josh, yeah, the big semantic. We laugh on the podcast from time to time. Sometimes there's this thing called sarcasm. Do not be texting and calling me, asking me if I really think that the the Falcons are going to be ten and zero. You know I don't believe that. <laughs> nope. But uh, moving on in our round the league segment, Green Bay got Aaron Rodgers to report to camp. Uh, he's ended up getting his one of his best friends back in Cobb to play uh, Randall Cobb to be a wide receiver. He came back from the Texans. Devontae still wants his money. Oh, yeah. They're going to pay him what he owes. And Aaron Rodgers basically came back and was unfiltered and told it like it was at the press conference after the first day of training camp and had no remorse. And basically told, basically, ladies and gentlemen, he said the Packers don't uh, honor their older players that have given everything and been great, uh, great teammates, great employees and great pillars of the community. They always trade them out. They don't pay them what they're worth. They don't treat them right at the end of their career. And he was done with it. And he took a stand. And he is going to end up being a free agent next year. I'm going to say this. It's embarrassing to Green Bay because y'all just look stupid. It, everything that he said made perfect sense. And for him to be that good and to have been that good for so long to your organization and you guys draft a quarterback. If if you're a player and you're good, you got to really look at do you even consider going to Green Bay? Because I'm sure you're not going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers and they clearly don't know how to take care of their players. Um. Yeah, that was just really embarrassing. And <laughs> yeah, and, and you can't let him be that right. He was right about everything. Well, he was right about everything. And the GM tried to fire back. Basically, just called him old. Like the GM said, you know, sometimes we as an organization, especially the Packers, right now we're taking the brunt of what is a very tough business. When it comes to the end for any player, I don't think it ever usually goes well. I don't think they get they usually feel good about the end of their career. Mind you, he just won MVP and they made it to the National Football. I mean, sorry, the NFC Championship game with the last two years. Yeah, I, I would I would be like, well, who said this is the end for me? I'm playing till Tom dies. Until Tom, I am playing until Tom leaves. How about y'all tell Tom his career over and see what he say? Because he over there recruiting his ass off. His whole team came back. That's crazy. Aaron Rodgers is like 38 years old, and he's not the oldest player in the league, oldest quarterback in the league. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you're right, man. They are they are in disarray out there, man. Aaron Rodgers was right about everything he said about the treatment of older players. He held out, and he put his foot down. I, and I love how everybody came to his defense when he decided to put his foot down, I just wish they came to Colin Kaepernick's defense the way that they came to Aaron Rodgers' defense. I had to throw that in there. And, yeah, that's that's the other problem about this is none of the players are really upset with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, they're happy. He's to have fighting it. for you. I'm fighting for you, guys. They, they've, they've all accepted him back. So now you have this situation where it looks like the leadership and the coaching staff are on one side of things and then – 
Aaron Rodgers is on the other side and the team is siding with Aaron Rodgers. That doesn't look good for the future. Um, y'all better figure something out. And I, you gotta, you kind of got to hope you guys win a Super Bowl this year or it's probably going to go into disarray over there and you're going to have a new new coaching staff. Go into They're already there. <laughs> They're already there. Yeah, you know but... what? It, yeah. You let <laughs> Aaron Rodgers kick your ass like that. Then, yeah, <laughs> things are not going well for you. Nope. nope. Said, our relationship is purely professional. And I was like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh you yeah. know what that means. Oh, yeah. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't talk to me. I'll be here at 8 a.m. on Monday. Thank you. But it is what it is, man. Moving on, moving on. Shout out to uh, my man, Patty Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, he uh, bought a, used some of that half a billion dollar contract money to buy a stake, an ownership stake in the Kansas City Royals. Uh, he is now the youngest owner in MLB history at the age of 24. Patrick Mahomes is only 24. He came out at, what, 21? Might have been 20 because he sat out the first year, started, and then won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, 21. He came out at 21. So uh, he released a statement, said, I love this city and the people of this great town. This opportunity allows me to deepen my roots into the community. And if, for those that don't know, he also has baseball roots. His father uh, played, was an MLB pitcher from 1992 to 2003. Yep. He played, played for the Rangers. So this was a great move, man. He, he is, he is Mah- willing to deal in at 24. Mahomes is going to soon own all of Missouri and nobody knows it. It's, uh, it's on his, he's on his way. He owns he's a on portion of the Royals. A portion of the soccer team. Uh, the Chiefs owe him a billion dollars. Uh, things are looking good. <laughs> well played, my guy. <laughs> well played. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And 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 I believe he just had a kid, so he's a he's a, he's or a, a, he's either married and had a kid, or he just had a kid and he's yeah. engaged. But he's a family man too. But this is the other part, and there's a long con to this. He's ingratiating himself into the Kansas City culture. So yep. when that next contract come around, you can go ahead and prepare to pay him because he's going to be the, the city's favorite athlete. So well, he's not, well he'll be 34. Oh. So, well, he, he, yeah. <laughs> well, you can sign another $400 million contract. Oh, man. A billion dollars. The Jesus. first billion dollar football player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think all of this is a long-term investment so that when that next contract comes around, he can say, Hey, you know, number one, go ahead and re-secure that enormous bag. Number two, I've invested into this city. You guys owe it to me because I reinvested money that y'all gave me. Um, and I think it's beautiful. He is going to hit them over the head. It is going to be a robbery. (laughs) <laughs> yes sir yes sir hey nice and i'm gonna be like yes mahomes get everything you can change your name yeah kansas city mahomes i'm looking at <laughs> oh i'm looking at ownership now yep yep but uh moving on man uh one thing there we said that there was a lot of response to the a-rod uh press conference one person that has always been able to capture an audience 
with very few words or a lot of words if he wants to is Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch appeared on ESPN and on ESPN first take. <laughs> and uh, they asked him what he thought about Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers situation. And he said, and I quote on live TV, if you don't win a Super Bowl, a su- I'm sorry, if you don't win a Super Bowl, then they both were bullshitting and they should have been on their P's and Q's. No edit. They both were bullshitting is what he said on national TV. And and uh, uh, Max Kellerman said, oh, man, come on, Marshawn, this is a family program. <laughs> Marshawn said, in Marshawn Lynch fashion, I'm, I'm a, a family, family man. man. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch is a national treasure. Marshawn, Marshawn, if you hear this, we would love to have you on the show, man. We'd love to have you on the show just to give us a a, a take on it, on NFL news going on in the offseason, man. We'd love to have you on the show. And we, we you curse all you want to. <laughs> yeah, we're not editing you here. No, for sir. me, this is absolutely what's wrong with television and sports. Marshawn Lynch is exactly who he wants to be all the time. He's very consistent. One of my favorite parts about him and one of my favorite people to watch to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. Why why y'all expected Marshawn Lynch to be anybody other than Marshawn Lynch? It's your own damn fault. Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch cuss whenever he gets ready. And yep. for you to not expect that is foolhardy on your own part. And I didn't really like the way that Max Kellerman alluded to oh, this is a family show. Uh, but I think that Marshawn handled it perfectly. And if you don't want Marshawn cussing on TV, you probably shouldn't put Marshawn on TV. He's literally cursed in every single interview. And I love it every time. Every Live, time. taped, whatever the interview is, he has cursed in every interview. And, so- every, and every time you can watch everybody around him being surprised he cussed on TV. And I'll be like, have you ever watched this man do anything ever? <laughs> yeah yeah well i just i we definitely just thought that was funny and it was if you have a chance go back and look at the first take the july 28th episode it is and, definitely one pretty funny and keep putting him on tv i love it every yep. time every yep time. yep that's all we got for our nfl portion of this podcast but now we're going to get into the ncaa football and of course the news is OU Oklahoma University and the University of Texas have officially applied and been have they been accepted into the SEC so they will finish out their remaining contract which I think is some bullshit is what they say they say they're gonna finish out the remaining contract in the Big 12 until 2025 and then fall 2025 they will be in the SEC What's your thoughts on this, man? What does this mean for the Big 12? The who? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They out of there. Yo, uh, I think this is forcing a football realignment. I think that they're going to be five major conferences going forward, and you have to get in where you fit in, or it's going to be exponentially more difficult for you to to find your way into the playoff. Uh, As for the SEC – this is a long-term play. Right now, both of these teams are not very good, but in the future, they 
they will be, or they'll be able to bring you, bring you in substantial amounts of money. Uh, I didn't think that this was going to happen this fast. We talked about it. I, I expected this to be like maybe another year or two down the road where they get all the way through this. They got this mm-hmm. done in no time, which means that this is already set up. Well, they've been talking. They said they've been talking for six months, which means they've been talking for a year at least. Yeah, I just it's amazing how fast college football can move or the NCAA can move um, when it's something that they find important. Yep. Yep. They immediately can. Yeah, they can make these moves immediately. But when it comes to paying players now, explain to me how like how how schools can be free agents, but not players. Because schools, because schools can buy out. Schools got to buy out of their contract. Yeah, I get that. But what I'm saying is, Texas is like, I don't like it here. I want to go somewhere else, and that's what they did. But players want to do the same thing, and they have an issue. Like at this point, if this is what what this has become, then everybody should be able to do whatever they want to. Um, yep, yep. It is what it is, man. But. Staying with college football, uh, October 9th, as we already said, it's going to be homecoming season. Homecoming season is upon us October 9th, but there are also, this is one of the largest weekends in college football this year. You got it's, Georgia. Oh, oh, There's no way you're going to be able to enjoy this day. Either you're going to be full homecoming and miss the whole great day of college football or you watch the whole great day of college football and miss homecoming. Either way, you're going to both be fulfilled and have a terrible day. Yeah. And I mean, these are the precursor games. Like these are the games before the night games, right? Georgia, Auburn, Michigan, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, LSU, Kentucky, Florida State, North Carolina, Arkansas, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee. That's really the Georgia Auburn is really the game of that, of the precursor. The night games or the main events. Alabama, Texas A&M, mind you, Texas A&M finished at five last year. I think it might have finished at four, four. Alabama at Texas A&M, Oklahoma versus Texas, Penn State, Iowa State, Utah, USC. For those that don't know about Utah, USC, each one has won their division over the last five years. That is a hell of a lineup, dude. Yeah, and I want to watch every game, but I also would like to tailgate. Um, and I'm, uh, and if it comes down to one, I'm gonna. There's more homecoming. I, I can I can see the highlights of those games. I probably I probably just tape it and just be drunk, and then watch it on Monday. Man, <laughs> no, you're not gonna be like no. It'll be Tuesday. But the the new polls and rankings will be out before you get a chance to watch that, bro. <laughs> Whatever. I still I still gotta watch it, but. Uh, that has come to the end of our football segment, ladies and gentlemen. Nor if you don't have anything else, let's get into some baseball. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our baseball segment around the league of Major League Baseball. 
this was a interesting last couple of days. The trade deadline of every sport always brings in the most news. And baseball did not disappoint. Uh, the Cubs had a fire sale. They traded their best three players, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Javier Baez. Talk about a fire sale. Uh, just immediate. <laughs> Everybody, every, everything must go. Um, if you're a Cubs fan today, I can only imagine that you'll be moving on to uh, – Bears training camp here pretty soon. Uh, congrats on having Justin Fields because, yeah, the Cubs portion of your season is over. Ooh, um, it is over, boy. They traded Chris Bryant to the Giants. They traded Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees, and they traded Baez to the Mets. I mean, and they all hit homers in their debut. And they only <laughs> traded for prospects. The season is over. The Do season. not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> go directly to jail yeah boy yeah boy speaking of so that's that's crazy of course the yankees just got better all those teams just got better that's crazy they but they 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 made a decision and the yankees they got to get better on the on on the record before i believe acquiring assets does not make you good to me anymore and the yankees will buy the entire game of baseball and still find a way to not be good so i don't believe it don't believe it show me Show me, show me. Speaking of fire sale, the Washington Expos, the Montreal Nationals, traded their best pitcher in Max Scherzer. <laughs> Max Scherzer, and they traded one of their top players in Trey Turner to the Dodgers for prospects. The Nationals, the Expos, the hybrid team, the Canadian Americans just won the championship two years ago. And now they have decided to just start over. That's wild, crazy to me, man. I don't know what LA and DC got going on, but uh, uh, DC <laughs> is over there getting whooped. DC um, is like, y'all take all of our stars. Yeah, just take everything and just, hey, we can put all of y'all on one U-Haul and y'all can just move all your stuff at the same time. Um, the Expos... Their fans are the worst. Only, only the Yankees. <laughs> the, only the Yankees are worse. But yeah, I, I am thrilled that their season is over as well. They will get quiet here soon and very soon. Um, I'm sure that we will be paying for that by having to list, listen to these Yankees fans with all this new hope uh, that I don't believe in. So <laughs> yeah, we. I, I'm pretty sure we will see them be expensive and still not win games. Um, Ooh, the Boston Celtics yes. of Major League Baseball. So I'm I'm looking forward to what that looks like. And I'm just excited that the Braves are here trying to make deals and try to remain competitive. Yep, yep. Also, for those that didn't catch that, that was a double insult. So uh, <laughs> speaking That's what of, I specialize in. <laughs> uh, speaking of teams, the awful, awful Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> they couldn't even get the rollout right. Ooh, double entendre well, right there. They couldn't when, get the rollout right. <laughs> no, let's let's not let's not say they couldn't get the rollout right. They are blowing this at every turn. You're getting worse and worse and worse. Worse and worse. First, you have this horrible name that nobody is signing up for. 
Number two, you are lazy because it basically looks just like the old logo. And you find out that there's already a ClevelandGuardians.com, which happens to be for a male roller derby team. Um, so, of course, they don't own the website. They're going to have to negotiate with these guys. And I hope they ransack them for yeah, everything hey, that they that's can. A, that's a word that's going to be staying here. Yes. We won't be talking about people that get ransacked I, anymore. I am, I am looking forward to them, and I'm not starting with less than $6 million. I'm coming in outrageous. Pay me or I'll just hold you. <laughs> pay me, I'll just hold your website. I am I'm gonna let you know right now I want to be compensated. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. And and, and and I'm hoping that me and my roller derby team's website uh puts me in a position where I can financially retire. State I, I, of the art knee pads and elbow pads. I, I want to know that my hobby is what allowed me to retire from, from working. And I'll ever have ESPN to go to anybody's Ocho. job ever again because <laughs> I have the right website. So pay me and then I'll go about my life. I'll go play roller derby on ESPN Ocho for the rest of my days. Yeah, put me right on ESPN 37. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of our baseball segment. It is, it's about to get dicey when turn into Major League Baseball. We're starting to hit that end of the summer, get into the fall stretch. So this is when it gets dicey in the Major League Baseball. So hopefully the Braves can get it together. I I really hope that they just make Cleveland pay everything that they owe. (laughs) No, sir. I think that the fee just went up. I'm going to tell you, if it's me negotiating, we're probably going to have to step outside. (laughs) You're going to be mad at what I got to say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the Olympics. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with our Olympics segment. Uh, we've got a few topics we want to talk about today. COVID is running rampant. Everybody's catching COVID out there, and athletes are withdrawing, one, because of, for, for a myriad of reasons. Norwood, do you think they've done an actual good job? Well, obviously they haven't. Do you think they've done all that they could do to keep COVID from spreading? Um, I think they're mad, like, they're doing as good a job as they probably can with what they got. I don't think that they're necessarily doing a great job, but I also am not going to sit here and say that I think they're doing a really bad job. Um, people are just continuously catching COVID. I, I think that they had a couple situations that were unfortunate with the golfers and stuff like that. But like, once you get one person on the team, I can understand how it's going to spread to multiple they're just doing what they can, what they got. I'm not going to say they're doing a bad job, though. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, and, you know, they were putting a rock in a hard place, right? They did all this investing because, you know, it's four years of straight infrastructure built for the Olympics. And then it got postponed. And then they basically were saying either we're going to have it this year or we're just not going to have it. Well, that can, money can't go down the drain. So, and you know, you it is what it is. But, hey. What I do want to talk about is we y'all gonna start listening to these black women out here, dog. Simone Biles peaced out. Simone Biles said, 
I was not mentally prepared, not prepared. I was not mentally in the right place to compete. And I would have basically hurt my team. And she decided to leave. She is continuing a trend from Liz Cambage and Naomi Osaka, who also uh, left sporting events when they said they weren't all mentally there. Also, sports media is continuing a trend of uh, focusing on them when other people have pieced out as well, like Bryson DeChambeau and John Rahm of the golf team. Same thing happened with Naomi Osaka when she pieced out and said she needed to take time to herself, and they killed her for it. But they didn't say anything about Rafael Nadal, who pieced out of the same tournament. Nobody said anything there. So uh, y'all can start listening to them, because these athletes out here are starting to take starting to take the control back over themselves, over their health, over their situations, uh, over their over their contracts. Every story that we've talked about in this podcast episode has been the treatment of the players and they're not standing for it anymore. What's your thoughts? I mean, for me with Simone, like you're already probably the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. If you get there, you can't do it this time. Then okay. All right. What are you going to say? She's still better than everybody else to ever do it. You can be mad as you want to. Just take your mad ass home. Um, <laughs> Better than all y'all. Yeah, like what are you gonna Proven. do? What, what are you talk? What, what can you talk to her about other than hey, you're just really great what you did. It's an unfortunate situation. Um, I don't. I don't have any issues with what she's doing. Um, Keep doing. Not, it. Keep yeah, doing more. And, yep. and, and if you don't feel like you should be at work, go home. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yep, you're allowed to take a sick day, and. I also like that she's unapologetic. It's like, dang, it's the Olympics, though. She's like, hey, man, it's unfortunate that it happened at the Olympics, but that's your it happened. That's yeah. your <laughs> I've won them already. And she's still there supporting her teammates. Like, that's not lost on me either. That's lost on everybody else. But that's not lost on me either. So, and it's a big difference for those that say that you can support and you can be there for the team that you can't compete. It's a big difference between being in the stands and being on the field, fellas, being in the stands, being on the mat. Big difference. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And Speaking she of, still oh. flip your face off, man. What what do you what do you <laughs> yeah. ain't nothing you can do with that? So watch, I'm, watch, watch her be better at that than you. Yep. Yep. You 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 have a little bit of entitlement to think that you that she owes you to be oh, able to you, play. That's you're, a lot of you're, this. you're an idiot. Yep. Yep. Did I say that yep. out loud? My bad. I did not mean to do that. Yeah, we only meant what we said. So, uh, <laughs> moving forward, hey man, your boy Luca, Luca is out here. They uh, just came back and beat Spain, and they I think they got the top seed in the Olympics, right? It, it's funny how Luca is available to play, and his team be good, and Trey is sitting at home. They were traded for each other, and. Shout out to Slovenia for putting your best players on the team. And and reaping the benefits of it. So Luca out here is I think he's almost averaging a triple double again in the Olympics. Just he destroyed the NBA. Now he's like, hey, back to the rest of the world. <laughs> rest of you chumps, who's up next? Yep. Yep. Now I will say I he needs to stay healthy because I watched him against Spain and he came out awkwardly on that ankle. 
Um, so hopefully he takes it he takes it easy because we want to see him at full strength next year. We don't want no excuses. Uh, I, I I would like for him to be healthy because I like him, but I don't. I, I, will, I will take excuses. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to be very clear. I will excuse my way all the way to a championship. Um, nobody remembers the excuses in the long run. Either you won or you didn't. Very true. Very true. Very true. Keeping it with basketball, I mean, we got to shout out Kevin Durant. He now has the most ba- most points in U.S. basketball history with three hundred and fifty four. Passing Carmelo, right? Yep. Passing Carmelo. 36 points for Carmelo, 300, and you said 54 for KD? At, at, at the time, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not done yet either. Mm-hmm. Um, by my estimation, this should give him a, a pretty big ways between him and the next person. And Oh, yeah, by the time to, he's finished? Yeah. yeah. And shout out to, you know, them not – Putting Trey on the floor, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, if there was a record about points. He was gonna find a way to break it. Boy, uh-huh. why? Yeah, it was gonna be interesting. It was gonna be interesting. So, uh, moving on, man. I do before we talk about track and field and the amazing things that Jamaica did. We do want to show that the USA and China. This has always been a big rivalry. Uh, they're one two in the medal count. So you guys keep a keep keep an eye on the medal count. It's always between us and China, and we are actually winning right now. So right now, right now, we got to keep it going. Got to keep it going. But uh, before we end this segment, we know we have to shout out to Jamaica, man. Jamaica, the women. Jamaica swept the women's one hundred meter final. Uh, and Elaine Thompson Hera or Hera, please forgive me, set a new Olympics record that was 30, 30 over 30 years old and was set by who? Blowjo. So, hey man, shout out to Jamaica. Yes. What are your thoughts on that and Shikari Richardson posting that? Hey, do y'all miss me yet? Um, number one, anytime you Blowjo is one of my favorite athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so to break her record is an accomplishment, number one. Uh, number two, Shikari, bro, just take your L and go home. Even if you even if you do think that people are missed, what's the one uncool thing that you can do? Do you miss me? Bro, just just go. Just, just, <laughs> just go. be just be away. Just just sit down. Just train. Come back. Get your get your money and be out. Exactly. Please just give us a chance to actually miss you. And then yeah, come back. But you you asking these questions. Did you miss a drug test? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you miss the rules? Um, since you asking what what people missed. Um <laughs> boy, that's gonna get us killed. <laughs> I, she asked for it. She asked for you earned it. Yeah, you failed yeah, the drug yeah. test, and then yeah, you get a chance to get roasted if you do stuff like this. I got like I said a couple episodes ago. I'm sure you will, all these people will get in here and not listen to how much we lifted her up in the past. But yeah, anybody can still get it. You, you know how I live out here. <laughs> anybody can get it. I, I, ain't, I ain't holding my punches for nobody here. Gunshot, gunshot. But uh, at the we are now at the end of our Olympic segment, and 
hopefully the United States basketball team gets it together. Of course, Norwood really doesn't want them to. Uh, I mean, I mean, go ahead and win, man. But y'all do make me sick. Yep. Oh, shout out to the swim team. Shout out to the men's and women's swim team. Katie Ledecky owns like every fastest time in, <laughs> in everything. One of the ever. In everything, dog. She did get upset by the Australian uh, this year. And then shout out to the men's uh, team as well. They won the I relay. They won the hundred meter. They won the two hundred meter. They swimming is our thing, and we are we are holding it down. So shout out. I was too. looking like, damn, y'all, is there anybody else who competes in this besides Katie? Like, <laughs> you need to change this to the Ledecky. Like, let's not waste our time here and act like anybody else will ever be good at this other than this this young lady. So, yep. Yeah, she's having a down Olympics because she won gold, gold, silver, silver. Like, she won two silver. They was like, oh, you won silver. That's when she was upset. Oh, but she's won up. everything else. She's won gold and everything else. <laughs> you came in second place and it's an upset. Sledding against everybody else in the world. This ain't just like a league. This is the world. The world, ah. Craig. Ah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some HBCU trending topics. Hell yes. You take And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our favorite and final segment of episode 17, part dos. Uh, We're going to talk about this is our HBCU segment. (laughs) I figured somebody's going to catch that joke. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my uh, God. (laughs) uh, We're back with our HBCU segment, news around the culture. We got a couple topics we're going to talk about today. Uh, one is Chris Paul is actually leading a tournament for HBCU schools. Norwood, tell me a little bit more about that. Excellent. Chris Paul is partnered up with the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, to launch the Chris Paul HBCU tip-off. Number one, if you're going to have something, name it after yourself. Put <laughs> yeah. uh, my name right there in the front so there's, there's no, uh, no confusion. But this team, I mean, the tournament is going to involve Morehouse, Virginia Union, West Virginia State, and Winston-Salem State is supposed to be two days. Um, And it's nationally televised. So the thing for me is it's not a million teams. It's going to be four teams, so you're going to be able to see, you know, who's really good on these teams. You're going to give these guys some real good exposure. Um, And it's it's not like you're going to be overrun with a million players and trying to, you know, try to remember everybody who's going to be good. You're going to be able to see these four teams and I would have seen, I would assume in two different um in two different games. So you'll really be able to see who's who's good and who's a real true competitor. Um, how do you feel about this? <laughs> Man, I, I'm excited. One, because uh, like I said, we've talked about it before. Not a lot of people know about the tiers of HBCU uh sports, how you have like your major HBCU uh sports, which would be like uh, your FAMU, which is really recognizable, your Hamptons, uh, your Southerns, your Gramblings. Uh, you have those schools. And then you have the smaller schools like Edward Waters uh, University. Shout out to them. Remember, we said they're not college anymore. They got their university. Edward Waters University. 
Uh, and then you have kind of the schools in between in terms of size. And you have like uh, Virginia State, uh, Morehouse, uh, Virginia Union, and other schools of that size. So the fact that he's putting on this tournament for schools, not just your major HBCU schools, but also the other tiers. And when I say tier, I'm only talking about population. The other tiers of HBCU schools, I, I think that is exemplary by itself. Reggie, so I make everybody mad, ain't he? I, I, I gotta, I gotta make sure because you know we be getting pissed off at each other. We fight for each other, yeah, but we be getting pissed off at each other though. So I, I'm not, I'm not discrediting anybody. I love all my HBCUs. I wish there was more than 100. Clean it up, player. Clean it up. Ooh. What what you call me? Moonwalking? Moonwalking. Oh, <laughs> Moonwalking. Yeah. West yeah, yeah, Side, yeah. walk it out. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. But uh, moving on. Uh, our final topic in our HBU segment is Dion has the train rolling down there. Jackson State, he has got Malachi Weidman, who will play football and basketball to transfer from the University of Tennessee. Wyman was a four-star athlete and is a freak athlete who was a six-foot-four, 200-pound wide receiver and shooting guard. So he will be in, have an immediate impact on both sports. And Jackson State is going to be a problem. I hope for all of this pop and circumstance that they're getting, for getting all of these transfer receivers and everything, transfer players from D1. I hope they schedule a couple D1 schools to play in the next two or three years. What's your thoughts on this, man? Uh, Dion is Deoning. He, he is he is coming back on his promises. He said, we're going to get get you more on TV. It's going to get more notoriety. He and he says he's gonna get players. He's delivering. I, like I said before, though, I want to see the W's. The you you've gotten the attention now. Now I got to see the execution. That that's that's the other important part. Uh, for me is is let me see you finish the drill. You've done the tough part of getting people interested, but you still have to win football games. Otherwise, you just look like a supermarketer, which we all know you are. But you still have to win. You definitely have to win, man. I, you know, at being a Southern alum, I don't want you to win against Southern. I don't want Jackson State's band to do well. I don't want anything good for Jackson State to do well. But I do want to see them flourish against other schools. And I definitely want to see them play a Division One school like Grambling used to do when they were like really, really good. And they would go out there and like beat New Mexico State or something. So, uh, that was say I wish you nothing but pain and strife against us. So, uh, with that being said, we've come to the end of episode seventeen, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know how you like the two part format. Uh, we tried to keep it short. Try to keep each one about between forty five minutes and an hour instead of giving y'all two hours of wonderful content. We broke it up so that you could digest it easier. Uh, Norwood, what you got? Number one, the realest podcast in the world. We're now giving you two episodes a week instead of one. So that's double the splash cast. Number two, pay John Collins. Pay him what he owes. Hey, John Collins. 
Number three, more black baseball, more, more black, black cowgirls, more black cowgirls. Also, like I said, this is a great episode 17. Me and Reggie burning the midnight oil. Outside of that, man, you could have been anywhere else in the world. You came and kicked it with me and Reggie, and you know what time it is. Come on and hang out, baby. And you know, Flash Cast 12 Pack will be there on Wednesday. Get ready. Flash Cast 12 Pack for your head top. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Rick, 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 yeah.